I'm Emma Bartelli. And I'm Mick Cranley. And this is Got Em. Welcome back, everyone, to Season 2, Episode 1 of Got em. Made it through. Season 2! Y'all, 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 made it through 15 episodes of Season 1, correct? Uh, 10, bud. Oh, 10, sorry. Got a little bit ahead of myself there. Okay. Um, so... This episode, as promised in the uh, last episode of season one, we promised we would talk about the boy in the box. So that's what well, we didn't be... promise to talk about it. We said we're going to be talking about something big that's coming. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. A little spoiled, but hey, you're here now. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, we're just going to be talking about the recent updating news in it because they actually just identified the boy. And he went unidentified for, I think it was 65 years. Yeah, I think yeah, it was around 65 years. It was 65 years. And this this case is, like, a big case because we got outlets like CNN reporting on it, which is crazy because it's just a Philadelphia, like, fox chase thing. Yeah, it's a small area. But it was a cold case for the longest time. So people eventually picked up on it, you know. Get the gist to it. Um, yeah. So, let's start off with the boy's name. So, the boy's name was eventually revealed to be Joseph Augustus Zarelli. And I don't know if that sounds familiar to anybody watching. But if it does, it, you know, you could hit us up and be like, hey, I knew someone with that last name, Zarelli. You know, maybe they're related. But, I mean, it's just, you know, crazy that, you know, people actually thought it was a different... They, they said he was from a prominent family in Delaware County, and people actually thought it was a different uh, different family called the DuPont family, and that family was like a freakish family, I think it was. Like, they weren't Ooh. considered to be normal. They were apparently like, f- like, I forget. It was like dad killed some, like some wrestler on USA for Olympia Olympics or something, and then okay. they had like, they had, like, inbred children, I'm pretty sure. Oh. Yeah, so... I, I'm... On the inbred children, I'm not really sure, but I think that's what I heard. But people thought, you know, maybe one of the uh, daughters of the DuPonts, this was the kid before they were married. Because back in 1957, you know, I think it was, he, he... You know, you weren't really supposed to have kids before you were married. So they thought that maybe the daughter had, you know killed the kid because you know you're not supposed to have kids before you're married but right. that wasn't the case it was a kid named joseph augustus zarelli and we're gonna get to the theories in this video because there is a lot of theories and i have my own theory which is kind of similar to another person's theory but um yeah so yeah he was found um i think i forget when he was found i think it was february February 1957. I forget the exact date, but he he was four years old because he was born on January 13th, 1953, and he was identified on December 8th of 2022. So that would have been this Thursday or last Thursday, whenever you're watching this or listening to it. Um, and so he had gone as the uh, boy in the box or America's unknown child up until Thursday. Right, and what's crazy about his age, they say it's four years old, but when he was found, they didn't know if he was, like, seven or three because of how malnourished he was and yeah. all the uh, trauma to his body. Yeah, so that's actually a, a good point. He was very malnourished, 
and he had a bunch of scars. Um, some which were surgical, but a lot of them were um, like from beating. Like you know, if he was cut or something, but he was um he was found in a box near Fox Chase on Susquehanna Road in the wooded area. He was found naked and extensively beaten, um, and it just wasn't a pretty sight. You know, he was wrapped in a blanket, and apparently some college student who went to LaSalle had found him there, and he originally didn't call the cops until a day after because he was. Like he was kind of scared of what he saw, and I guess he just waited a little bit. But um, yeah, eventually he was identified, and it went unidentified for a while. But yep, that's how they found him, and then they had to exhume his body, I believe, twice to um eventually get the DNA they needed to connect it all. But um, yeah, and then we'll get to the theories in the investigation after uh, Emma wants to talk a little bit. Um, yeah, well. Uh, the case attracted, like, immense public interest. It was something that just happened in Philadelphia, but, like, as Mick said, the the lost boy in America or something, like, that was... Yeah, America's unknown child. Right. Like, that went everywhere. Um, no one ever came forward to claim Joseph as their child. I mean, I'm guessing they put him on the news and said, is this your child? Yada, yada, yada. Come to the police station. Um, his identity remained a mystery, uh, but they tried numerous attempts to identify him over the years, and, uh, it changed this week when police identified the child through detective work and with the help of genetic genealogist. And, uh, this is actually, genetic genealogist is a field that in recent years has led to numerous breakthroughs in cold cases, uh, for example, the notorious Golden State Killer, and it reunited families with missing loved ones. What I, what people are saying is like, um, how could you leave your kid? Yada yada. But they don't know who killed him at all, right? Yeah, they still haven't found a suspect, but they are definitely investigating for a suspect. Um. Yeah, I think my my theory is uh, one of the parents did it, and they just left them there. And, uh, you know, they can't arrest that person any, anymore because they're dead. That was 65 years ago. Yeah, both uh, of the parents, they released. They didn't release the names, but they said both of the parents have been deceased. And uh, one of the things, like, what sucks is that this family, the Zarellis, are going to be like, under fire anyone in that bloodline because uh people are gonna find their social media uh their businesses and they're gonna like trash it or try to ask questions and all this stuff it's it's just terrible yeah i think definitely for sure even if like they're not even related like so this is getting into the theories um people think you know maybe he was uh you know, like I said earlier, one of the Zarellis, like the wife, had a kid before they were married, and they had sent him to a foster home, and the foster home actually killed him. So people think it might have not even been the parents. And then some people think it was just like, just like some random stuff. Like someone thought 
a theory was that he'd been raised as a girl, and the because when they examined his body, they said that he had a unprofessional haircut, meaning someone had just buzzed it, like just went by and buzz cut it because there was um like they said they did it hastily, meaning they did it fast, and yeah, because um there had been strands of hair on the boy's body, so it couldn't have been. It must have been done a little bit before he was found, or maybe a day or two. But he, um, and I think they said there was something in his scalp, like it was almost to the bone or the skull. And it was like, so basically, the, they, they had buzzed his hair, maybe trying to cover up the boy's identity. Because maybe he had had like long hair before. But right. um, the, the theory I go with is um, the woman known as Martha or M. And basically, it's a theory about a woman who was identified as Martha or M, and I think her story is the most plausible here. Uh, she says, um, Martha claimed that her abusive mother had purchased the unknown boy, whose name was Jonathan, which was later released to be Joseph, but maybe the mother might have changed the name, you know, to be like, you know, get him away from if they ever did kill him. And they say they purchased from his birth parents in the summer of 1954. And I think that was a year or the year of the when the boy was born. Um, subsequently, I can't say it. Subsequently, the boy was subjected to extreme physical and sexual abuse for two and a half years. And apparently one evening at dinner, the boy vomited up his meal of baked beans and was given a severe beating with with his head slammed against the floor until he was semi-conscious. And he was given a bath, which during he died during the bath. And these details actually matched the information known only to the police. As the coroner had found that the boy's stomach contained the remains of baked beans and his fingers were water-wrinkled, meaning he had been in water or, like, a bath, as said here. Um... Mm -hmm. And then she says her mother, Martha's mother, had cut the boy's distinctive long hair, accounting to the unprofessional haircut, which police noted in their initial investigation, in an effort to conceal his identity. As I said earlier, Martha's mother, my mother, forced Martha to, ass to assist her in dumping the boy's body in the Fox Chase area. Martha said that as they were preparing to remove the boy's body from the trunk, a passing male motorist pulled alongside to inquire whether they need help. Martha was ordered Martha was ordered to stand in front of the car's license plate to shield it from the view, while the mother convinced the would-be Good Samaritan that there was no problem. The man eventually drove off, and uh, this story corroborated confidential testimony given by a male witness in 1957 who said that the body had been placed in the box previously discarded at the scene so in spite of the plausibility of it the police were unable to uh, verify her story because neighbors who had access to martha's house during the stated time period denied that there had been a young boy living there and dismissed martha's claims as ridiculous and she also had a history of mental illness so back then, if you had a mental illness, you were basically like crazy. No one ever took you seriously. But that's right. the theory I want to go with as the most because it just makes the most sense. You know, the shaved head, the beating, the malnutrition, you know, all that. I think that I think that one makes the most sense.
Now, my only problem with that theory is um, how many days later did they find uh, the boy in the box? From what? When? From when they think he was dropped off. Like, how long do you do they think he was out there? They think he was out there like five days. Or, yeah. Well, 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 they think he might have been out there for five days or like one to five days. So he could have been out there for one, two, three, four, five. They don't know. So that's that's what I was going to bring up with your theory. You said that his fingers were uh, wrinkled. Like wrinkly. Yeah. But anybody that's taken a bath, a shower, been in the pool, been in water in some way, knows that after a while, after a few hours, your hands dry up. So. How how did it still be water wrinkled after a day or after five days or however many? Yeah, well, I didn't know if, you know, once you die, your body kind of stops. And I didn't know if you would still have maybe wrinkled fingers because if he died in the bath, his skin would have stayed the same maybe. I'm not sure. But if it was like a day or two after, um, it must have been at least a day or two because they said they found wrinkled uh, palms and um, fingers. So something, you know, they it must have been recent. Um, you know, I think this is a tragic story, but also I think with everybody just finding it out now, right, 65 years later, they find out the name. Everybody's made a big deal about it. I mean, 6ABC even made a big deal about it. They were like, uh, they the police have found the name released on Thursday. Why not just release it then? Why make it a big like uh, money grabber? You know, you want the views for that. I think and it's. I think most of the part was maybe because they said he had living siblings and living family, so I think they maybe wanted to keep the family protected they wanted to get them ready for this you know saying hey we're gonna release this next week do what you need to do well not even that i mean like we were talking about Dahmer in our last season Mm -hmm. the families really don't want to know that so uh if they were being told about that i mean that's kind of crazy it's not like the police can make any arrest if it was the parents... Oh, oh yeah. Dude's definitely dead. They're dead. Whoever yeah. did this, even if it was just someone outside of the family, they're already was, dead. That was five years ago. Yeah. I don't see big deal platforming it now. Yeah. I mean, it's a tragic story. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. But, uh, call me cold-hearted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely see where you're coming from. Um, but, um, yeah, I mean... It's pretty crazy how it took them this long, even when they had moved his body twice. Um, right. Like, I guess it just took a while because of the technology upgrading and stuff. But, um, yeah, there's other a lot of a lot of other theories out there, but I, I'm going to go with the uh, Martha one. Because I think it might have been someone who had bought this child because the sister, wife, whatever they you know had the child before being married well that wouldn't make sense wife girlfriend i guess before being married and they were like damn we're we're gonna have to you know either sell this kid or what so i think they might have sold the kid or given him to a foster home 
and he was, you know, malnourished, other stuff, you know, beaten, all that. So I think that's yeah. might have what happened. I mean, fears are going to go on as long as the towel goes, but um, I'm, I think that's pretty much it for this episode, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, we you know, went over it a lot. I think, you know, it's a very tragic story. If It's a shame, you know. But um, finally he has a name, and hopefully they can pursue maybe finding out what happened to him. They're not going to catch a suspect, but they can maybe find out what happened to him and put a closure to this case. Right. Um, so thank you for tuning in to Season 2. Um, season 2? This was our old format. Uh, we don't know what we're going to do. If we're going to, you know, have any new formats. If we're going to add anything else. If we're going to maybe do video style. It'll, it'll, uh, we'll be waiting, you know? Yeah, we'll see. Make some upgrades in the future, definitely, for sure. Um, and you'll see, we definitely uh, revise the outro and intro in this. Uh, our voices are definitely changed. I think mine has a lot. Oh, it's changed, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think that's pretty all, all much. All we have to cover. Uh, very tragic story. But, hey, they'll put a closure to it eventually. And, um, yeah, be tuned for another episode next week, Saturday, 8 a.m. And, you know, tune in. This one. <laughs> you got any last words? I do not. All right. And listen to the outro. See ya. Thank you guys for listening. Tune in next week at the same time and same place. If you guys want to find us on social media, use God on Podcasts in the search bar. We're on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube.